Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually, and we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. It's soup. to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling, Better Late Than Never, and it's I, the most high, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's going on with you, CT? I feel great, man. I feel enlightened, bro. Um, when it comes to this thing called wrestling, I think we're in a really good place, man. And we keep getting gifts and gifts upon gifts. And I just hope that y'all know, right? Now, wrestling is one of the best places it's ever been at. I know I always say that because it keeps getting better. But, yo, look at the landscape right now, man. It's so much variety, for one. There is actually things that we've been desiring on TV, more black representation, uh, Roman turning heel, a uh, new competitor that you guys always wanted for years, you know, in AEW. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we got there all different type of wrestling there where it's different, different variety. There's just a landscape is very vast. You got New Japan. You got, you got your TNAs, your Impacts. You know, it's it's even with the COVID, you know, it's managed to persist. And that's what I got to say, man. Like, everything is wrestling. Like, everything is wrestling, you know. And they, they wrestled through the time of COVID, and they're, they're still doing it and, pu- and putting on good quality. So I just want to start uh, this podcast off right and just give some props. You know, it's better late than never, but we're, we're going to get the props to give some love today. With that being said, man, let's just go ahead and roll right into the show um we uh are recording on a tuesday and with that being said we have went through class of champions already yes and we went through a raw already um and with that being said let's just go over um the card from clash um, and we can talk about what we, you know, what we, what we liked from it. Uh, first and foremost, that opening ladder match between Sammy, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, man, one of the best, yep. hellacious, thought out, and original matches I've seen in a long time. Absolutely, man. It's a classic, man. It's a, I feel, I, I know, maybe it's early to say that. But I I watched it today because I was a little bit late to the late. I didn't get to watch it on time, but I caught up with it because I heard about it, you know. And what I gotta say is, it was like you said, thought out, planned out, to the point where you were on the edge of your seat to see who was gonna win this thing. And even with Sammy getting the handcuffs and you know handcuffing Jeff and and AJ, he still had to over you know overcome his own. It was just you know it was storytelling. It was brilliant. There was a bunch of shit that happened in the match. If you haven't checked it out, that's something to check in on Clash of Champions. And I got to hand it to those guys. Sammy's a good heel. 
Sammy's a great heel that actually she, he's the heel with the baby face pop, as you yeah. call me. Like he, he's <laughs> like yes. Shea, Shea Guevara um, is revered um, by, you know, two different idealistic people. You know what I mean? And if you share the sentiments of Shea Rivera, it's right on to the revolution. You feel me? If you, if yes. you lived under Shea Rivera, it's like, you know, take down this motherfucker. You feel me? Uh, Sami Zayn is right on to the revolution right now for me, my nigga. I'm going to hold down Sammy real quick. You I, know what honestly, I mean? Honestly, I, I love what he's been doing. This, this pivot in character. And it's subtle. That's what I like about it. And that's, a lot, that's what I like a lot about a lot what I'm seeing with wrestling right now. Is that I didn't know I was gonna get it, but now that I'm getting it, I'm like, all right, I get, I get the full picture, you know. So it's subtle what they do, what Sammy's done with his character, and then this match just took that character to the next level, and him as a heel to a next level. I, I think that that was the right decision, and it was a work of art. Going forward, next match that was another surpriser um, that necessarily shouldn't have been surprised, but is a surprise considering where both of these competitors were at. We had Oscar versus Zelina, right? Selena Vega has been a long time uh valet manager, whatever you want to call her, uh for Andrade Cien Almas. But um this was her first legit like honestly her first legit championship match under the umbrella of WWE and not that it was surprising that she can go it was surprising that they allowed her to get some stuff in so that was a really good match I mean Oscar submitted her it went seven minutes you know what I mean but it was a good match it was a good really good match you know I feel like with uh Zelina I'm curious to see what she's gonna do in the women's division as a solo act as a manager because I feel like I was telling you before the pod her as a ballet plays into her abilities in the ring, especially in sports entertainment. You know, is Lee going to give you a five-star classic at work rate? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying she won't. But I think that her character is what's going to play into her match, mat, matches to make them, you know, what it is. Because she's learned over time being a ballet that giving that performance is, you know, like you said, you're on the, you said if you're on the bench, you see the game differently. You know, so she hasn't been wrestling since she was like, in, I think Impact. But I think that being in the WWE, being a valet, again, first here and there, you know, she was in the Royal Rumble, where you can put on, show, show your, show your talents. She looks at the game different. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, if you're taking it from a sports perspective, right, if someone's not, you know, if someone's, you know, right, Aaron Rodgers get drafted, he's watching Brett Favre, you know what I mean? And I'm not comparing Zelina Vega to Aaron Rodgers, but the necessity to sit behind and watch from the sideline allows you to kind of view the game differently. So when you step into the game, it's actually a little bit easier for you, right? Zelina, like Aaron Rodgers always played football, right? You know, Zelina's always wrestled, you feel me? Like, so, but watching it from the outside in, she can pick up on those little bit of, because she's going to be a heel, right, as of right now. You pick up on those nuances. You pick up on how to get the referee out of place, out of position. Um, you you do a lot of things. You, you you're a better scout, you know. To yeah. be honest, you know what I mean. So I think Zelina, I think out there every night, sitting at the ring apron, seeing the psychology of what this sports entertainment thing is, like first half, first row seat. You know, not that. I mean, I'm sure being backstage, you can still do that, but it's different when you're going out every night and just sitting there, and then you have to also perform 
to, you know, to the psychology as being a manager. It's different than just going out there and performing. So I got to give her props because I think that she's going to excel. I do think that Zuna has the potential to be a future women's champion just on character alone. Um, I I would say that that championship will be probably a la of Alexa Bliss of how she gets it, how she yeah. obtains it, how she kind of um, you know is resemblance around as a champion. But I definitely don't think that's out the realm of her being able to. I just feel like that you know she is at the bottom of the pecking order. I do yeah. feel like that you know. We will see Zelina Vega as champion one day, uh, but I do think that these losses and this character development as a competitor matter for her going forward. Exactly. Um, next up on the card that we had, they actually, I actually ran that match back on Raw. Um, you know what I mean? It was so nice. They had to do it twice. Shout out to my <laughs> nigga DJ Iceberg in Buffalo. You feel me? Um, next up on the car, we have Bobby Lashley and Apollo. Um, it went only a minute longer than Oscar and Zelina, right? And we got the outcome that we was going to get. You feel me? We got, you know, Bobby Lashley putting a hurt lock on, on Apollo. And I think right now it's best for Apollo, Ricochet, in the hurt business to kind of disperse. I think MVP and the hurt business did what they needed to do as far as lighting a fire under like like I had a you know we had a conversation with Phil and he used the word tepid. You feel me? Like you know, if you get hot water out the faucet, it may be considered tepid compared to boiling water on the stove. You see what I'm saying? So with that being said, Apollo and Ricochet have now been lit up, right? They, they yeah. That hot water from the faucet is now on the stove and is bubbling. I think it's up to WWE Creative and also Ricochet and Apollo to know where they want to go. I know a lot of people uh, take what's given to them. I think it's best for Apollo and Ricochet to know where they want to go. I think, exactly. you know, they should be like, hey, listen— we did this. Appreciate you for getting our name back in our merch selling. Uh, let me go to SmackDown and do something. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I let think me, like, I, I, coming up. Yeah. You know, it's a time where it's like, all right, things are kind of tired. You know, things. Oh, you know, where's you know, every time that around this time of year, things get kind of like, all right, it's time to switch shit up because it's like you know, long, long in the tooth thing. as CT was saying. Yeah, you know, long <laughs> in the tooth. You, you, you exhausted all the scenarios that you can get from this roster. Not that not we're gonna say all because you always be creative, but you then are stretching things that's like, all right, you nearly stretched us a little bit too long. And it's time for a draft. You know, we thought there was going to be one earlier, honestly. But, you know, we're going to get one soon. So I think with them switching up, maybe to get guys to different, two different places gives them a fresh start. You know, um, what I was going to say. Uh, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. Well, well I was going to attach to that. I think what's best now is that, okay, it's Ricochet's turn. Ricochet and Bobby yeah. can do something. And then I think then that they have ran the gauntlet. I think Apollo goes back to SmackDown, does something, or what you know, I think Apollo what 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 this did was allowed him not to be put in obscurity, especially yeah. with such a thin roster. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like 
Vince. Yeah, I mean Vince and 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 Bruce Pritchard and whoever's writing right now kind of has faith in Apollo at this moment. Yeah. That's that's huge. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, you know, I don't want to get off a too tangent, you know, too much of a tangent, but um, I brought you know trust up when I talked to the homies at um, you know, the rewriters rewriters joint podcast when they talked about Finn, right? Finn getting hurt with the shoulder. Seth getting hurt with the knee. A lot of the things that we talked about Triple H having the ability to do, I think that trust got stripped away from him with his two guys really fucking up the church's money. You feel me? Like, yeah. I, I, So, you know, when it talks about trust, trust is a huge thing that matters with this company. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have some trust that, you know, they're, that they're going to do right by you eventually. You know, and, and, you know, and do right by you as far as you know, um, where you're going with, with, with your storytelling career-wise. And to see that that validation of hard work that Ricochet and Apollo have been putting in is now giving them a, a showcase with the Hurt Business. Because I feel like they have been the mid-card of Raw. And it's been an interesting point in, uh, where I've been tuning in. It's been a good highlight for me, personally, because I'm seeing Apollo and Ricochet every single week on, on Raw SmackDown. You know, I mean, not Raw, but Raw. But obviously, when they separate, whether, whether it's Ricochet's turn I do think it's Ricochet's turn to get a shot at a mid-card title. Maybe he did not. Maybe he's not on Raw, and maybe he's going after Sami Zayn. Come on, that sounds like fire. Sami Zayn and Ricochet. Like so, if you, so there's a lot of potential going forward, and I, I just I'm, they definitely have solidified and got a little bit more time to simmer. You know, on the pot, like you say. Um, next up, uh, another match that has kind of. D- done all it's can with what they can do, um, which is great for the rebrand and the shuffle level tag team division. It's Street Profits and Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, Angel seemed to have gotten hurt during the match. Um, it, they said instead of a leg injury, it was a hip hip injury, which actually caused the match to get called early. Um, so that was something that was unaccounted uh, for, but I do believe and hope that that feud actually has exhausted. Cause again, talking about Raw, Andrade kind of uh, well, Andrade and Angel last week has kind of distanced themselves from Zelina. Zelina had a match prior to, so she wasn't managing. But on Raw after the loss. You know, Andrade kind of distanced himself more from Angel Garza. So hopefully that tag team is done for, which means hopefully Street Profits can move forward. Um, I predicted that Street Profits and Hurt Business will go into business for the, you know, no pun intended. Street Profits and the Hurt Business will do something, have a program together. So hopefully this Andrade Angel shit is done. Yeah, I want to see that. That's that Street Profits, Hurt Business, I think will be dope, honestly. Uh, but yeah, Andra, I hope that uh, Angel's cool. You know, I hope he's not too bad. Uh, if they have to call off the match, that's 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 the sound like it's not good. But uh, hopefully he's fine. Uh, was he on Raw? Who Angel? Yeah. No, um, I can't recall. Okay. Not right. not in the ma- not in a way that mattered. Yeah. All right then. Then if that's the case, then you take care and get well, and uh, we'll see what happens with Andrade moving forward. Um, with, with, with that being said, um, you had this conversation with, 
uh, somebody about Andrade moving forward. Yeah, what, yeah, that's what I was about to say. With that being said, um, shout out to um, hold on, let me make sure I get his name correctly um, because not only do I uh, appreciate what they do. But also kind of in some form or fashion aspire to be kind of where they're at professionally. Um, I'm speaking of Kel Dansby, and um, he he's a, he has a, a show with uh, Andreas Harrell, uh, who, who who I believe is kind of one of the best journalists right now in the game. He did a piece on uh, UFC. Um, you know, and and the stuff going on with Kobe Covington and Dana White being at their um, RNC and things like that, and he actually covered uh, uh, did something with Big E. Um, I, um, and I, he, he's just a really great, um, intense uh, present uh, uh, presenter. You feel Absolutely. me? Like I, yeah. I always grab something that's 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 meant for me whenever Substance, I take. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, Kel Kel. Um, has spoke um, last night watching Raw, and he had tweeted Lee because Andrade had a match with Keith Lee, and he said Lee versus Andrade would be a great mid card feud, but instead Lee kind of just crushes him in five minutes. Raw constantly frustrates me, and with that being said, is that I replied from us and said, why would you want Keith in a mid card spot? When he just was involved with Drew, who's the champion. Um, and he replied back and said he should have never been involved in the title picture off jump. Only one direction to go from there is down. So that that where I kind of don't agree with him. When he said he should have dominated the mid card and worked his way into the title picture. Um, I rebuttaled that with saying I can understand the logic of the slow burn. Um, but, you know, I spoke of Phil. Shout out to my nigga Phil Lindsay. Make sure you read him at Bleach Report. He, you know, him him and other people are part of our timeline who are not as patient as that. You know, especially with Keith leaving NXT the way he did as double champion. People feel like that mattered. People feel like that that was underwhelming. Um, it was necessary for him to be implemented in the top spot. You know, it was it was necessary. Um, I don't believe Andrade loses anything by getting crushed by Keith Lee. You know what I mean? Um, and then he replies, I'm not mad at Andrade losing. Him going a bit longer and it being a tough loss could spur, could spur into a feud. It would be good for both of them. And then, you know, I just, to make sure I wasn't rebuttaling and being too pushbacky, I said that, you know, true indeed. I do believe that Andrade is a feud away from emerging as the star that he is, because Andrade is a star, right? Um, but the the feud with Keith ain't it, you know what I mean? Like, I just said, like, it, that, that ain't going to do it for you, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully the draft will be able to reshuffle some things and we'll be able to see Andrade um, be put in better positions as a solo act. Um, but my biggest, larger um, point was Keith is too big for Andrade. Um, can uh, I think I lost audio. Can I hear you? Can you, you there? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. You went down. One moment, guys. Technical. Hello? Hey, yeah, I'm back. Okay, okay. All right. 
I know I'm going to probably be a little, little bit lower now because I got to use other mic. I got to use mic or something. Okay. Well, um, sorry, guys. But I was going to say that um, I will say this about Andrade and Keith Lee. I will say that I do think that that could be a good feud down the line. They're both very talented, and I would love to see that down the line, maybe for a belt or a title some, somewhere. But um, nobody's hurt by that. I think that it's, it's, a, it's a raw match. Keith Lee's a bigger guy. You know, he, I think that, yeah, Andrade's in a space right now. He's in a limbo. And you, you just, just sometimes in WWE, you're going to be in that spot. And as a matter of fact, it's about evolving from now with Andrade. Like you said that, you know, with uh, Ricochet and Cedric got to know, you know, where they want to go. Well, Andrade's in the same space, you know, where, you know, they hopefully can come, come uh, maybe a, the shakeup is going to, you know, shake up a lot of people. And they're gonna have you know opportunities. So, with that being said, like you said, right now we're in that between stage. Listen, this is this is the problem, right? WWE has too many goods. That's true. Think think about this. Andrade was in a feud with Finn for the Intercontinental Title. Could Finn afford to lose to Andrade at that time when Finn was being brought back up? But that hurt Andrade because Andrade had just got brought up from NXT. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? People love what they have on paper, but when you get it, you can't have a tie. Yeah. You you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's wins and there's losses, and people are... Now, with that feud, neither one of them were made whole of it. Because you could, but but I think that you said they have so many goods. That's because there is so many goods. That is a very like Manjada and Finn are two great workers who will have a phenomenal mid card feud, and that's what that pocket is for that period of time. It really wasn't about building Andrade or building Finn because they don't see either one of them like that in that time, you know. So the, so when it comes down to it. I feel like one day we'll get Finn again at the Universal Championship level. Right now he's doing his NXT bit. And one day we'll see Andrade. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually. And we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close, even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big, plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. You know, that's all I'm trying to say is that, you know, and I do want to see Keith Lee versus Andrade one day, which I do think could be a good angle. Don't get me wrong. It could be a good mid-card feud. He's right. It could be a good mid-card feud. But I'd rather see Keith Lee right now fighting for that top card, you know, spot. Um, I think he has what it takes, you know, to be in that Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre lane, and, uh, and KO, you know, all those guys at the top and learning from the learning tree with those guys while obtaining a spot in the main event where he can hold it down. So, you know, I feel like he's he, he's got, he keeps getting groomed to be that guy. He can't go down right now. And and even he can't even he can't even have a tough match. You feel me? Like yeah. if if Keith Lee squashes 
you know, I know Kurt Hawkins isn't there anymore, you know, or Brian Myers, wherever his name is. I'm sorry. But, like, if Keith Lee has a match with Kurt Hawkins after getting punted in the head by Randy Orton, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, you know, so Andrade has to get sacrificed in that point. You see what I'm saying? Because you tell the viewers where we really see Keith Lee at, you know, and that is, yeah, he's at, he's at the top. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and with that being said, you mentioned Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Um, they had an ambulance match. It went about 20 minutes. Um, uh, it went a minute less than a minute than the main event. Um, the main event was Roman and Jey Uso, which we'll talk about in a few. Um, but the Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, I really wished or hoped that it would have been... Um, uh, I guess a little more violent. Okay. Um, you know, we're we're right now in the stage of Randy Orton where we're gonna get what we're gonna get. You feel me? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and with that being said, I know a lot of people are putting Drew in, in their top five, even their top three. Um, the matches with Randy Orton doesn't do anything for him in those rankings to me. No, you're right. It, 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 oh, wait, I think that you talk about top five of what? In in a company. Oh, Drew. Yeah, yeah. I honestly believe that he is. I, I, I do. I agree with that. But I do think that Randy feud does help him. It's just way too long right now. Without any, and it has. To be, I, I want to see Keith Lee take that spot. But um, it looks like they're gonna go to Hell in a Cell, and that's where you're gonna get your violence. I hope you know. So, um, and after this angle with Randy Orton, I mean, they try to take each other, each other out. I don't know where they can go with this. I really don't. Storytelling wise, hopefully, maybe you guys can. You know, pull rabbit up the house. Or maybe the Randy Orton's getting drafted and, you know, they're on many different brands and this is just a stopgap. But uh, going forward, for Hell in a Cell, I do want to see something different than Randy Orton and then Drew McIntyre. I do think Drew McIntyre looks legitimately as one of the top five guys in the company. And it's not uh, it's not a, it's not like a, a, a shocker to say that. Uh, um, he has a WWE championship. They, they, they present him as such. You know, he just yesterday night, he was in a ring with all the people... Uh, Randy Orton, you know, kick, and that's him sh- rubbing, shoving shoulders, rubbing shoulders with legends. You know, Big Show, Shawn Michaels, uh, Christian, uh, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. You know, so that's him getting that spot, getting coronated. Like, all right, you're one of us. You know, and I do think that match was good. I do think that uh, Drew McIntyre showed the intensity in that match. That like, all right, he's that guy. So um, him going forward is just gonna be right off. Like, even if he, even if he drops us to. Now, now with with that being said. People complained about Kofi's reign. Match for match, pay-per-view for pay-per-view, opponent for opponent. This is ide- This is identical. Yes, and with opponent for opponent, it is identical. But I don't know if that's just happenstance or those are the guys that they think they see, they see an escalation of. You know, I do think that... Um, Kofi, Kofi's reign, they didn't, they didn't do him justice afterwards these, this, this time, the last fall. But I think that when Drew, they see him differently, you know? So, and, I, and, 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 it's, and it's different stories. Which is, so, which is, which is one thing I'm, I want to talk, I want to tap on a little bit, and now I don't want to go too deep far into it. Yes. Kofi should have and never would have ever been champion. If there wasn't for an injury. And with that being said, he is 
strapped with the most lackluster championship run when it is actually as strong as a lot of championship runs. You feel me? Like it, it is is difficult. You feel it's like it's like peep this, right? I take it and this is this is again a tangent that I don't really want to go too far into. But when Philly signed Mike Vick after the dog scandal and they already had their quarterback and they quarterback get injured and Vick goes and wins them a couple of games. Now you like, fuck. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, because if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And and with and that, it wasn't the one that was chosen. So you know, and, and, and but you know, the 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 universe took took to control of that. You know, and just like the, the yes movement. And I, I feel like the kind but of- but this is this is this is the this is the parallel that I want to make. Yeah. Because even though the universe meant for something to happen, Vince has always seemed to have some god level ability to change whatever fucking course that was. Daniel Bryan won fucking WrestleMania and had to give that shit up in two months, nigga. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Kofi has six months reign, and that nigga's like, yo. Get Brock the fucking country, okay? Like, bring this shit in. Like, you feel uh, like I still feel like they should be a squash money, but damn. Um, yeah, I, I, that was, that's exactly, you pretty much encapsulated the entire thing, and that's what, what where it was, where the difference is, the contrast is that Drew has been chosen. He's been the chosen one. Literally, they called him that on TV way back when. So they're just fulfilling that now. You know, with him being the chosen one, and um, I honestly, what I want to see when Kobe comes back, I'm, I'm, I want to see what he does. I'm really certain, curious to see where he Biggie pivot from this goal forward. Even the Xavier Woods. This actually go. This actually leads into. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but this actually leads into the main event and what goes into Clash and what to look forward to. Kofi had something to say about Roman Reigns aligning himself with Paul Heyman. And Kofi made it upon himself that he was going to actually talk to Roman Reigns about his decision. I don't think that's so smart on Kofi's part, but I do want to see Kofi get tossed around from somebody other than Brock Lesnar. Okay. I, I mean, and that is giving him that spot that we see him as, you know? Him in the ring with Roman, I'm down for it. You know, what we saw on Clash of Champions was a uh, a work of art. It wasn't a wrestling match necessarily. You know, it was a wrestling match, but it was the when he said that he's, he he has flaming you know, and we can get the quote that we we didn't get to touch on. Um, but he was on, and we can talk about Romans because he's been making some news lately. But with uh, last week when he was on um, after the bell, let me pull this up. Give me two seconds. Is no, he just said he said if you want, he said if you want. Cheeseburgers going raw, but what we're doing on SmackDown is filet mignon, which means what I'm doing over here cooks a little bit longer, my nigga. If you want that fast food shit, go get that fast food shit. That may be what you got an appetite for, my nigga. But if you into that exquisite, expensive Kobe beef, you know what I mean? We got that shit over here on SmackDown, my nigga. I love both, honestly. And, and what they did with Jay and uh, with uh, Jimmy coming out and throwing the towel in, and him pretty much just saying that he was going to whoop his ass and then doing it while talking shit the entire time, it shows a different side of Roman that we have never seen. And I freaking love it, man. I think that 
we acted like Roman. Roman's like, yo, y'all think I can't do this? Like, y'all, y'all doubted me? And you guys thought that, that I wasn't going to just go out there and spew? I had no control over this. And now they're letting him off, they're letting the big dog off his leash. And I love to see it, man. Um, and, and he's like a subtle heel. He's a heel with, I mean, I'm sure that he's going to, you know, escalate his heel go or whatever, you know, over time. But right now he's a subtle heel and he's going against his cousin with this arrogance and bravado of, nigga, you ain't shit compared to me. You know I'm the travel chief. And then him throwing in the, the, the towel, Jimmy, him saying, um, all right, man, chill, like, you're the travel chief. Like, it was just very impactful as far as storytelling goes. And some people miss that, you know? So everybody just wanted to just if that's what you're looking for, that is how that happened previously in the Clean of the Night. Look at that ladder match, incredible. Um, but this was something else. And he, and he said it, and that's why I was so in tune to like, see what they're, they're going to do with this main event. And I, and I get it. It's like a full picture now with that flame and yellow. And that shit was delicious. It was. Um, Roman getting the lay, you know, that Jimmy came in, I mean, Jay came in with. It was like, like just a picture perfect ending, uh, and your, uh, ending of the. The, the movie, as you say. Yeah, man, I, I definitely always encourage people to always watch the movie because you'll be able to appreciate it. You know what I mean? Um, the appreciation of the movie is necessary when you're being a critic of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go into a movie like, oh, I'm going to critique the shit out of this motherfucker. You <laughs> feel me? Like, you legit have to go into the movie. You kind of have to know what the summary of the script is. You kind of have to know that this is a fucking movie. You know what I mean? And then you have to sit down and you have to watch the movie and immerse yourself into the story. Immerse yourself into what's being presented on screen. Pay attention to the dialogue. Pay attention to the camera angles. Pay attention to the camera shots. Pay attention to the action scenes. And then you're able to critique. I do one of the things that I was able to do was literally digest it. You know what I mean? I was able to digest it. I was able to dissect it. And I was able to appreciate it for what it was. You know what I mean? This isn't this wasn't like any other match that we've seen previously outside of KO and Sami Zayn. And that had a crowd. If you go back to the yeah. NXT um, championship match where uh, Sami Zayn got powerbombed into a fucking TKO. That is what I probably would have envisioned that they saw when they laid out this match. Um, one of the things that kind of not necessarily annoyed me, but people in the crowd or people that um, were watching was how the the sound was turned down enough for Roman to be, you know, transparent in his words. But my thing is that's part of the movie. That's part of the script. Yeah. That's part of the dialogue. You're supposed to hear that. You know what I mean? And what um, I see this as, it's an evolution of the art in wrestling. I'll say, like, I'm telling you, me who's like, I, you, know, I've talking, you know, me who's a fan of storytelling, has gotten a lot of has got a buffet with it on SmackDown between Bray and Strowman, uh, with them doing with Alexa now with, with, with Bray. I feel like it's like really you know letting it seep in like you know over time and just like giving you drip drip drops of storytelling throughout it. I thought they're gonna go right back to Bray like they usually do with like you know when the championships get switched and say okay Roman and Bray are a champion to be rematch. They did it and they took their time and they're taking their time with it and I love it. Um, so shout out to the writing staff. I will, 
because we, we kill you all the time, and, and rightfully so sometimes. But this is, you know, you got to give you your just due with how you're uh, producing Roman. And then what I see this is the evolution of wrestling. You know, like I keep saying, I want to see it evolve. And that was uh, a work of art as well. You know, you, they bookend the show with work of, works of art. Which uh, not not that every match is not a work of art. But no, no, I mean great. no, 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 no. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a clean book, nigga. Every match ain't a work of art. You feel me? But they booked in the show with two excellent and fantastic matches that also were SmackDown matches. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it goes to a testament of what Roman is saying. Like, hey, listen, I ain't the only motherfucking steak on the grill, bitch. You feel me? Like you feel me? You got you. I'm Kobe Beef, nigga. But you got your sirloin over here with Sami Zayn. You feel me? You still got Big E, his big Chuck Ross ass over here, motherfucker. You feel me? Like you know what I mean? Like we got stories, nigga. You feel me? Like so, I do feel like that. I think again, SmackDown always does more with less. You feel me? Go back to the original draft in 2016 when they got Dean Ambrose, made him the champion, and you had Dean and AJ Styles, and then AJ Styles became the champion. The house that AJ Styles built was because they had less. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, Raw's always going to be the baby, man. But I do yeah. feel like that Roman going to SmackDown solidifies SmackDown. It does. It absolutely does. I think that was a perfect move for Roman. Uh, in hindsight, and, and uh, I think that, like I said, I was going to say before, but Raw looks like it's in a new era, and remember they brought all the new new talent there? Yeah. I feel like they're feeling now like they're legitimate. Like, we know Ricochet, we know Cedric, we know uh, Apollo, we know Andrade, we know Drew, like, they're at a new level now. Drew's like, you know, we know MVP and Bobby, you know, keeping it, uh, keeping, holding it down for that, that the mid-card. We, we, it's, it's different. You know, Raw is different, and it's going to be the baby always. But like you said, uh, sometimes you want to have a little fast food. I want both. I'm a, I'm a fat ass. I eat fast food, and I eat the steak on SmackDown. So um, shout out to the, the writing staff. I, I do think that there's sometimes um, – I think that, I think that chance as a whole was good. You know, like it was, it was what, it, what it needs to be. Uh, moving forward, like we say, this is Tuesday. We're talking about stuff that happened from the week prior and over the weekend. Um, let's go ahead and talk um, originally what happened directly after Raw, which was not a lot. I think we kind of touched previously of some things. You know, Keith Lee and Andrade was a match that happened. It was about five, six minutes. Keith Lee went over. Um, I do want to talk about Drew McIntyre. You spoke about Drew McIntyre coming out at the beginning of the show with the legends that, you know, uh-huh. Randy Orton. He opened up an open challenge, which then led to the return of Robert Bobby Roode, uh, who is one of the few who kept a CFO fucking thing. Theme song, so that's okay. great. You know what I mean? It's too glorious. <laughs> um, you know, so Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode was the main event. Like I said, we had the rematch between Oscar and Zelina. That was good. Um, outside of that, Raw was, uh, you know, after a painted pay per view, it was a mundane show. You know what I mean? And, like, and then sometimes we're gonna get that in three sixty five days a year, um, and there's a, and there's a draft coming up, so. Hey, it is what it is, you know. With that being just, just, just don't give me Drew again. Don't give me Drew and Ronnie or Alan. So please, let's, let's stop this. 
Um, I think going forward, let's go back a little bit. Let's turn the dial just a tad back. Um, we're almost a week from last week's show of AEW. And um, I do want to give a quick shout out to what I saw last week because we didn't necessarily speak about it. Cody returning back after... Brody Lee's match. Uh, I can't. I forgot who he. You know he wrestled. He destroyed some nigga. Um, okay, that nigga. You feel me? Um, Cody comes back. Um, dark hair, black hair, still with that horrendous tattoo. Uh, but Brody brought up the dog collar match. Beat the dog shit out that nigga. You feel me? Like that's that's my only request, nigga. If you gonna have a dog collar match, Brody Lee, you gotta beat the dog shit out of Cody Rhodes, bro. You know, I want to real quick book Brody Lee because I had a different take when I watched AEW on how I would have done this with Cody returning. I would have waited a little bit longer. You know, I don't think it was the right time. I, and Cody, yes, you, you are one of the main stars on AEW right now. But it seemed lackluster. Um, I know you're not a fan, but he is. Uh, but when it goes to um, the match, Orange Cassidy is a star. I would have, I would have not, I would have had um, Orange Cassidy beat Brody Lee and become TNT champion. Have Brody Lee beat his ass immediately after that with the Dark Order to the point of his welts, glutes, warts. You know, you know. I don't know. I'm not sure if this would be a blade job or anything like that, but. Beat him down as a sacrifice, and then hold and still hold on to the TNT Championship. That makes the Dark Order look like a threat, not not like a joke. That makes me look like yo. Regardless of you beating me and taking my championship, I'm taking it back. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Then you have Orange Cassidy as a TNT former TNT champion, build it up to the pay per view where Orange Cassidy actually officially loses it back to Brody Lee, and then you have Cody return right there. And then you have a dog killer match coming up down the line. That's how I would have done it. So you think Cody should have been off TV probably at least. Let's say they don't have a paper. Let's just say not have a pay-per-view. They have their year show coming up, right? They got, you know, right? They got Moxley and Lance that's coming up on October something, I believe. Um, Hold on. Let me not be disrespectful. I believe it's October 6th is their main event. uh, October sixth is their um, 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 you know year anniversary of the show, so I do think that that would have worked if Cody could have just held off two more weeks. Like if he would have held off two more weeks, I think that would have mattered. Um, it would it would have been it would have been Brody Lee losing the title, beating him down immediately, holding the title. You see that Arn Cassidy is gone for a week. Next week he returns to face Brody Lee. Then you have Cody, and then you set up the dark collar match in the future. So, like, that's what I would have done. And, and you would have gotten over Orange Cassidy as a brief champion, but not really because he didn't really hold the title, but he did win the match. He somehow stuck it in. And that's like you tell a story through getting him over as well as getting Cody over as well as getting Brody Lee over and the dark order over at the same time. That's actually great booking right there, man. Um, outside of that, um, the rev- I'm sorry. Uh, FTR had a match with the best friends outside of, you know, because the best friends had just beat Santana and Ortiz in that Brock-Pragalab bra. Of course, FTR wins. Um, I I feel like um, they got Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy in the feud. 
I just Mero made his um, debut and had a scare. Trash. He. he the man was a trash tag team at night. I'm sorry, I know I said I'm going to be all wild, but I got to be honest, too, bro. Um, I want to really I'll see Rusev Day, Miro, best, the best man, come out there. It's not his fault. It was Sonny Kiss and Joey Janelle. Sorry. But they were a little, little, little bit sloppy. I'm keeping it a buck. And, I, and I'm just got to be honest. AEW, you, you, you know, so I got to be honest. I'm not going to, hey, I love both of y'all with your, you know, but that was, was it wasn't all there. And, I, and he, he, I, he had a scare with his knee, and I was like, damn, son, his first match in AEW. So, but I wouldn't have booked this match. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe. Stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe. Stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. Anyways, I don't know what they're doing with Rusev as the best man, and that's what I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have, I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't have done that. Bro, this is what I'm saying, and people think I'm a hater, bro. Miro, Rusev, one of the biggest stars that's probably going to be coming over that has cachet. You put him with Kip. Sabian as his best man, like his bodyguard, like Kip Sabian and Shawn Michaels and Miro was fucking Diesel. Not everybody needs a companion. I think that everybody, some people need to be dolo. You guys are just pairing up everybody. Everybody's a click. There's too many clicks. You know, just have some people just be wrestlers, get themselves over. Some, and then not everybody needs manager either. So you know, but then again, hey. You gotta find a way, and we'll we'll see what what happens. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with John Moxley right now. Um, it, it, and, and I'm not excited for a Lance Archer John Moxley match. Shout out to Lance Archer, but I'm not excited for that going forward. I mean, why not? People said that they slapped that the, at New Japan. They did. Oh, that's right. They did have that match at New Japan. You know what? Maybe I'm under under underestimating it, and, and I and I just gotta give it a shot. Maybe the match is gonna be good, but when they're getting there. Um, exactly. So this is I what I so so this is my point, right? This is my contradiction, and this is not a gotcha moment for you. This is just for wrestling Twitter in general, right? Mm-hmm. AEW the story is hurting a Lance Archer and John Moxley match, which probably should slap. If we go back to WWE and we have a match of just you know Keith Lee and Andrade, like you know, like we have to dissect them like oh. Ross horrible. Like it's keep fleeing and Drade, nigga. And we honestly know Lance Archer ain't gonna win the title, nigga. So like you wanna see a 20-minute Lance Archer John Maxley brawl, nigga? Like what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, it has to be I, I wanna see John Moxley have a somebody that looks like an equal come up and place him. And we haven't seen that. Somebody as a player that looks like an equal star 
to him. Say, hey, you know, and, and that could have been Miro if he booked it a certain way. And, and it also goes to the storytelling. It makes it feel, if you make somebody feel like they're important, and it doesn't just take beatdowns and, and blood. If you make somebody feel important through your storytelling and, and between the, the relationship between them and the other arch nemesis, we're, we're hooked, you know, with the relationship between, you know, Lance Archer and John Moxley. You gotta tell it. Bruh, I'm gonna tell you, Miro's dead in the water to me. Because oh, I'm listen. When he debuted, and his promo was about the brass ring, and he still uh, talked like Rusev, and then he comes out and he has Sunny Kiss and Joy Janela as his first match. I'm done. I'm. I'm. <laughs> they had a the, shot, bro. It's the it's the total opposite when you have Will Hobbs. Coming in the wheel in the chair at fucking Brian Cage. It's yeah. it's it's different presentation. Yeah, exactly. And that makes that makes him look like, oh, who's this guy? You know. So yeah, you guys gotta find the find where, where to click. And I don't know. I think people are more confused with with this shit. You know. Uh, speaking of confused, I um, and I know that we 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 we, we they've been killed. They've been getting killed all week. Retribution. Um, is that dead in the water? Because you just said dead in the water for, for Miro. I think Retribution is dead in the water unless there's two scenarios that happen. But before I answer that, do you think they're dead in the water? Nigga, I have never cared about Retribution to care if they <laughs> drowned, swam, surfed, nigga. Like, I don't give a fuck about them niggas, bro. Okay, okay, okay. So I guess that means they're dead in the water. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like how do you salvage it? You know, because I feel like bringing people up in this manner is a good way to debut new talent. That's how I look at it. You know, but if it's not going to work and get the rub if they don't have a figurehead, such as the Dark Order did with Brody Lee, or or they um, or they they completely eviscerate the entire roster like they said they're supposed to. You know, unless they actually accomplish their mission. You know, they can't. You can't debut a, a rebellious group like this. Have them sign to the company, but they're still rebelling against the company, and we don't know the reason why. And then they're getting beat by the company. This is what you do wrong. Every so you're thinking of repeating history with this shit. Nexus, uh, the the invasion. Uh, now it's retribution. You know, you've done it a million times with this anti, you know, establishment group that gets. You know why, CT? Look at society. Look at society. Do you know why? That look at society. Yeah, Bro, every every look, listen. Vince is gonna bring culture into wrestling because everything is wrestling, nigga. But do these anarchists win? Do these yeah. nigga? They kill Fran. They killed Fred Hampton in his career with his baby in the bed with that nigga because he was too much of a revolutionist. Nigga, revolutions don't fucking always unless it benefits somebody. You know what I mean? Like so, when you talk about it in wrestling terms. Invasion comes in. It's WCW and ECW. Nigga, if we talk about real life, nigga, of course WWE going to win that. Right? It's, it's, the, man, it's, the, it's, the, it's the handling of it, though. It's I, how the story. They even look confident. Not getting completely trounced on from day one and shitting on those dumbass names. Well, let, let, let's, let's, let's be honest with this, though. And this is why I said I never cared about retribution. You feel me? Like... That's their fault, though. Not your fault. But, you know, they didn't But this is my thing. I hear you when you say it's history repeating itself. That's why I never cared. 
Listen, you can bring up Dijakovic. You can bring up Mia Yim. You can bring up Shane Thornton. You can bring up Dale Madden. You like, you don't have to make a group. And I know a lot of people are gonna call call me out for it. Where you like, you know, it's you know the Antifa, the Black Side Matter movement. Like they they did that to incorporate that with that. I don't think it's a good thing if this is what you're, you're going to get with it. If they take it, to, and, and, and that's what it goes back to what Roman said with Raw being fast food. If they're presenting this shit on Raw, it's going to be poorly done because you don't want to take something that's like that and make it fast food. You want to make sure that there's some substance behind that. Well, you know, and we're not getting none of that. You know, you know why though? Because. You gonna bring it over to SmackDown with what, nigga? We already know Roman's the tribal chief, nigga. We already know that we got. No, I'm saying, but this is what I'm saying. But if Retribution is supposed to wreak havoc on the company, you see what I'm saying? These niggas, if they are who we think they are, they pick their spots. You know what I mean? Like now, with that being said. Do niggas fear Antifa right now? Like if we're like I'm splitting the I'm splitting the hairs, right? If a nigga see Antifa, guess what white motherfuckers doing? They got stripes too, nigga. We're gonna shoot this shit out. And Antifa ain't going to fuck with them niggas. You see what I'm saying? Which is SmackDown. That's the fiend. That's Roman. That's 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 Big E, that's Sheamus, that's Matt Riddle, that's that's hands throwers, you know what I mean? We go over to SmackDown, nigga, who who who's Outside of Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee, then we got the Hurt Business. You can wreak havoc a little bit more on Raw, I would believe. You know what I mean? But what you're saying is, to get back into the the conversation of things, when you ask were they dead in the water, I never believed them in the first place. When the lights were flickering about a month ago and stuff like that, and they came out even with the chainsaw and shit like that, like I never, it never moved me. I get for you, it never started. So I feel, I tell you, I get where you're coming from. Me, I thought it was creative way to bring up new talent, and I think it could have happened. You know, it could have happened. You know, it could have happened. But right now, it looks like in the water. I mean, but how many things could have worked if done properly? Like, we can hindsight everything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think... Mean, I, I, I'm not really hindsight because as it was going on, I'm saying, all right, this is something that's done, but I have to also be real on this week where I'm like, oh, okay... This is jump the shark, you know, where I'm like, okay, you guys have some legs. I'm going to watch the movie. Give them a chance. And then you start watching the movie, you're like, okay, all right, I see that you guys actually defend with this, you know? So... Over time, it's not really hard. It's just like okay, you're starting to realize. All right, they really can't go nowhere. Anymore. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Since you want to bring up movies, nigga. Never Listen, Retribution came on and it said produced, written, and directed by Tyler Perry. I turned the fucking channel. I'm never giving that movie a chance. <laughs> okay. okay? I'm never giving that movie a chance. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right, so um, with that being said, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll stay tuned on what happens. I don't see it going anywhere without a figurehead that actually has a uh, a reputation for being a, a main eventer or a star in some facet, or them actually doing what they said they're set out to do, which is not happening. Which is which, which we already know if they're going to be trash and just be mid cards in that case that are like disbanding and just throwing to the wind. And, and this is setting up for failure. 
you know? So I was like, oh, you were part of Retribution, ha, ha, ha. And then it's like that. The, the well, I think, I think what happens and what, what protects them is the mask, right? Because you can always repack, you can always repack, repackage a person like Dijakovic. Like we may know as Dijakovic, but if they hide some of his move sets, if they keep him with a mask on, they can always bring back Dijakovic. And yeah, niggas would be like, oh, that's Luke Gallows, aka Fetus. From the lab, but he's still, you know, he's still fucking a good brother. You know what I mean? Like niggas, you know what I mean? So, um, moving moving on to um, we we talked about NXT. We talked about Retribution, which was former uh, NXT talent. Let's go into NXT Thirty One. That's actually going to be happening on Sunday. And I know we touched on last Wednesday's um, um, AEW. So let's touch on last Wednesday's NXT. They had a gauntlet match for um, the number one contendership for the NXT NXT Championship. Kyle O'Fucking-Riley outdoed everybody. And it's Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, NXT Championship. That match on paper is Lamar o- Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, nigga. Now, I don't know how the result of that is going to be, as we saw last night. But on paper, that's supposed to slap, nigga. Absolutely. Kyle O'Reilly is, 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 is a... You know, great performer. We, we honestly, we always been our champion, that guy, on Hip Hop Week for us to hear. So I'm, I'm tuned in for it. You know, I, I'm glad he's getting his spot. But uh, what I want to, but what I want to know is this: do they, at the speed of these, a new day thing, where it's like, oh, you get your opportunity, and we support you, or evolution thing, where you know they always support you until you actually win it. It's like, all right, thumbs down, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, at that point, when we talk about watching movies. <laughs> I mean that that's a great movie to watch. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like sure, that's sure. that's that's a fantastic movie to yeah. watch. You know what I either mean? Either way, either way, I'm curious to see where it goes. Undisputed Era. I think that's the angle you take here. Is what this means for Undisputed Era going forward. Uh, Finn just needs to be Finn in this angle. Uh, so that and, and he and honestly, I see him actually retaining the title. So, but this could be telling maybe he get, get, he calls the title from. So like, I don't know, going forward. So we'll see where that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm tuning in for that for sure. Uh, I'm also tuning in for EO and Candice LeRae. You know, I think that we've seen this in the past on the takeover, past takeover, and it, and it was. Bro, they fuck that last time that they had a match was yeah. probably match of the night. Yeah, it was. It was. So I'm curious to see with the new dynamic and their new character, the new style. How they're gonna get and down, you know? and for the championship. Yeah, for the championship. I think it's the right move for Roman's division, honestly. I was hoping Candice would win. Even even though I hate what they're doing with Mrs. and Mrs. Gray, I completely despise that stuff. I'm not going to lie, bro. When you talk about um, doing things that... So maybe I should despise it. Yeah, when when you're doing things that are different, that matters. And I think that is like keeping up with the Kardashian-esque. Like, right? Niggas hate seeing what Chloe and... Kendo and Kylie are doing, nigga. That's like so true, Johnny Gargano is playing video games, my nigga. Like, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I fucking hate that shit. So honestly, just, you know what? Shout out to Johnny. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never, I never, could, I never doubted their talent though, and, and that's why I, I was hoping for a counter way to um, take this victory, and uh, and which was a great battle royal, by the way. I love how they. Position with Rhea Ripley and uh, uh, Gonzalez, and got a lot of other new woman talent that I didn't know that they had. 
there in NXT, which we talked about. I was like, hey, there's a lot of women still there. So they're going to rebuild that division. And uh, Candice and EO are the pinnacle, right, I think, at the top. Uh, with Rhea, Rhea, you know, Rhea and maybe being that third person as far as star potential. So I'm definitely tuning in for that. Um, outside of that, um, we got Damian Priest and Gargano. Um, I don't think you take the title off of Priest just yet. But if Candace is going to win the title, you put the title on Gargano and you have them husband and wife run through NXT. I think that will be if 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 Candace is going to win the title, Gargano has to win the title. You know what? That is true. I don't mind that actually. I don't mind. That being the case, Candice and Nagano winning the title and running roughshod uh, on NXT just make people, just being obnoxious. Super, <laughs> nigga, super white. Just be yeah. super white. <laughs> yeah, over over the top. Go over the top with it at this point. But, uh, you know, yeah, so NXT is, I think it's in a rebuilding stage and, and we're and we're seeing some fruits, some 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 some, some sprouts on what they're put, building with, this, with, with the new roster going forward. Going forward, though, um, let's do another match that's on NXT 31, but who is our booking black? Um, and which is the only black guy. I'm sorry, Velveteen Dreams on this show, but we're not going to talk about him. Um, the other black guy on the show, the black guy that matters, we got, we, we got Swerve. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar from the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, and Booking Black for me is Booking Black for me is just period. This is just it. Swerve has to win, or he has to get called up. That is it for me. Swerve has to win, or he has to get called up. That that like and when I mean called up, I don't need him going to Raw either. He needs to go to SmackDown. I think Swerve going to SmackDown, he kind of lobbied for it. I think Swerve going to SmackDown, Swerve and AJ. Swerve and fucking Chad Gable. Swerve and Matt Riddle. Swerve and Matt Riddle. Ages since above, since MLW. Swerve and Matt Riddle. Seen that on the big stage. I got to see it. So, I mean, it will happen one day. And I think that you're on to something, man. I think that you have Santos Escobar take the victory. Uh, and you have Swerve get called SmackDown and make the drive. So I can't wait to see him on the main, on the main, um, on like you know Friday night. Bruh, I think honestly, real life, Swerve getting called up to SmackDown. You know, certain wrestlers NXT just don't fit them, right? Certain, certain, certain NXT just doesn't fit them. Swerve has been working indies his entire career. He is above that small ass crowd. You you know what I mean? Like that that guy is he's big time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Swerve coming out on SmackDown, whether it's the Thunderdome, which we're gonna get into business and logic later. Um, I think the Thunderdome contract is coming up to an end soon, which will then entice WWE to kind of do live shows. Um, Yo, do you know they pumped, they piped in a "This Is Awesome" chat in the Sami Zayn, uh, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, nigga, because you know how it's hard to um, have people cooperate virtually. Right? You have people getting produced in the thing and like, hey, pump the guys up. This is awesome. Clap and stuff like that. And you literally got people who who got the email and just going to sit there and like. (laughs) And my thing is like, you're not helping the show. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So at that point, like, yeah, nigga, I gotta turn up some decibels. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for me, like symbiotic relationship with the performance in the ring, and yeah, you gotta. There's some trolls out there. Which is hard to kind of, um, you. It's hard to discern who is who when yeah. you're just trying to fill out that space. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't fucking do um, fake uh, email, you know, searches and shit like that. Like you know what I mean? Like you don't know who's who. You know, you had a nigga with a Christmas wild poster on there, or you know, the Ted Teddy Bear nigga. Like it's just niggas just doing mad ignorant shit. You know, honestly, uh, shit, yeah. When the has it been a success to you? I think it has been a success. I think it's innovative. The era is gonna be one that's well known, and I, I, I honestly like it. I, I think they, they used it. They were creative with it, even with the battle royal with the uh, Casey Catanzaro man. Um, well, that's not the thing, though. But that was a cool spot, though. I, um, but yeah, they. Uh, I think that's just different, different era. Um, speaking of business and logic, let's go ahead and roll into it. Last week, I wanted to kind of talk about Stephanie selling some stock. Um, I think she still she sold about two point two million dollars worth of uh, um, Class B stock of the WWE. Um, she still has some Class A stock, which is you know majority of it. Um, but she sold two point two million dollars, and usually events were to sell two point two million dollars of some stock. Niggas would be like, oh, what is he doing? I think Stephanie probably just like went on vacation or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like she just like it. Man, uh, getting that money. Honestly, um, hey, I'm not counting any pockets. I think that is good. I'm not going to let you read too much into it. I think that you said it was her birthday. Uh, so happy yeah. birthday, right? To Stephanie McMahon. And, you know, hopefully you're, you're using your money wisely. Have fun. Using your money wisely. She's the billionaire princess, nigga. What is using your money wisely, nigga? She probably bought a fucking jet, my nigga. Like, what are you... <laughs> <laughs> Use your money wisely. It's definitely I mean, fucking big man, Lebec, my nigga. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't care about their pockets. I'm just like, hey, that's all of this I got for you. Go well, well, the reason why the reason why I brought that, I mean, Vince, again, like I said, Vince sells two point two million dollars. Niggas is like, oh, he's buying an NFL team. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, you know I mean, like you, like niggas will read into niggas uh, selling stock to get some money and. A pandemic, you know. You know. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that Stephanie's not doing some business, but if she is, we'll find out about it, and you know, we'll just wait and see. Otherwise, if she just going to buy a jet or a condo or an island or whatever else she wants to do, just she wants to level up her income and sell some shit. Hey, go right ahead. I mean, you have the right to your the billion dollar princess, as you say. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good causes out there if you want to use your money. <laughs> I, I I do I do think that as far as going to business and logic, though, honestly, um, we did talk about previously when WWE did pay the Amway Center for the Thunderdome for renting it out. Um, we're coming into an age where. People want to live as if COVID is not here. Right? So, we talked about WWE running a sloppy shop by not necessarily doing a lot of great testing at the beginning of this. 
um, having a lot of their main players opt out because of their lack of testing for their lack of concern of what's going on. And also, like, like we live in Florida, right? Um, our governor isn't the fucking smartest. Let's just go ahead and throw that out on the table, right? For for Governor DeSantis to be like, yeah, phase three, where we got like 200,000 cases a week. You know what I mean? Like, it's not smart. You feel me? People are really dying from it, bro. That's crazy. Dying. Yeah. But you know what niggas is also dying from? Not making money. And I think that's a huge statement on what we are as a society when we talk about business and logic. And, like, is it logical for WWE to run their business as a business? Currently... They are showing some sort of success with the Thunderdome. Um, I just read an article that the ratings for last night, they were fourth amongst everything that was on TV. Really? I mean, they didn't do huge numbers, but when you break it down, they were four. I mean, Monday Night Football brought in 14 million eyes, but WWE brought in 1.9. Okay. You know what I mean? Now, with that being said, like, this is what you have to bring into context. This is Lamar Jackson, uh, MVP of last year. This is Patrick Mahomes, MVP of the Super Bowl on Monday Night Football, right? Football is the most gambling, nice fucking thing in the world. And then wrestling is fourth behind that and Bachelorette and some other sh- The hockey, I think, some shit. I think, I don't know. But I just, I, what I'm saying is, your business isn't hurting from you not running live events. Now, I do know that Vince is a greedy motherfucker, and people are running live events, NFL teams, also other wrestling companies. Is it smart? Do you think it's due diligence on their end to do this, right? Do you do you believe, are you going to a wrestling show if they have it? No, absolutely not. This is not the time, um, but hey, this is the time, time, the time that people are putting, like you said, dollar over bodies. Um, I wish it wasn't the case. You know, I heard that even uh, AEW had an outbreak. You can't control this. You know, take as many precautions as you can, of course. But we don't want to spread this any phase three. Uh, just you know, spread and mutate to something else, and you get people just catching it over and over again, as if like, oh, we're gonna do phase three and just tell people, oh, it's it's the flu, actually. It's the flu season. And that's what they're saying is going to get worse. No, if people are going to die from COVID, not the flu. It's not going to get worse. You know, then they just want us to get back out and spend money. You know, so that's why I look at it. You know, and, and maybe you should say conspiracy theory or not. Um, I don't think it's wise to get um, people back into the Amway Center or any center or, or the PC. I honestly am not going to go be going to any events um, anytime soon, personally. I will support from afar. And you do you, but I wish some of them could have stayed the way it was, um, and or just go back to the PC and do your thing. Um, so otherwise, so I gotta say about that. Well, I do want to say that I do not believe that Vince is going to pass up money. I don't believe that Vince sees other people doing that. Right? You have some. NFL teams that are allowing fans. Again, I say you have some, you know, some wrestling events that have fans. I do believe that once this contract ends, he may not do the traveling thing. Yeah. But he is going to allow those who are in Florida and want to get out to go. Now, my thing with that is, bro, 
I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what the future holds. But if that motherfucker WrestleMania is in this bitch next year, I'm there, man. <laughs> okay. WrestleMania, WrestleMania, man. Uh, you gotta say that means that we would have to open up again, you know, you know, and have the the, the bands lifted. Uh, I mean, but I mean, WrestleMania probably will have to be in a city where there is COVID, and I mean, where where it's open. I guess by the time because we can't do it here, and if they're having fans go there. Uh, depending on the tickets, <laughs> you want to risk getting COVID. But I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, I would have to make that decision based upon the timing. I mean, you know, when, when that time comes, I don't know. I can't say that right now that WrestleMania is here. I'm going to be there. Um, I do think that there's, uh, there's. I just want to give it some more time, and everybody has the right to do that. You go to WrestleMania or you go into the Amway Center now, and you say you're thinking that, hey, you know what, fuck it, you know, it's a hoax, whatever you want to say. You got to go risk it, live your life. Hey, I support you. Go, you know, go right ahead. Everybody wants to, you know, take their own risk. I just, you know, took, I took a flight. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I took a flight. I took, you know, so it, so everybody has their, their ways of saying, you know what, it's worth it to live my life. And if it's wrestling, that's worth it. Then go for I'm, it. I'm I'm projecting myself right now. It's it's pretty. It's September 29th. It's almost October. I'm projecting myself right now. I didn't know where we would be last six months when COVID was announced in March. You see what I'm saying? But I am saying this. COVID robbed me of another WrestleMania last year, which would have been one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. I'm telling you now. Six months in advance, <laughs> I think we're getting rock and Roman, and I'm fucking there, nigga. Okay. <laughs> nice. If we're getting rock and Roman in Florida, how can we? You... I think we. I think we. I'll risk it, my nigga. That 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 makes you think about it. I'm gonna be honest, especially if the rest of the car is fired too. But uh, yeah, I definitely wish hope you see that. Speaking of Roman, you know, he made some comments about Punk business-wise. You know, so we want to talk about business logic. Yeah, some comments on doing business with Punk. Yeah, let's 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 go ahead and wrap up the show with the most um, recent conversation that has um, sparked wrestling Twitter, Um, and that is, you know. Roman did an interview. I, I, I believe it was with Compact, uh, Complex Sports, if I if I'm not mistake, mistaken. And he pretty much paraphrased and was just like, you know, with Punk, I don't necessarily like him, but business is always business, and I believe that business may be good if he decides to come back and he has to come see me. You feel me? And Roman had made no gripes about it. He was working, but he did say that I do believe he was shooting as well, that he, you know, Punk got to get slapped up when he comes see me. You feel me? Like, we're going to work. It's going to be stiff, but we're going to work. You know what I mean? That is what I got from it. Um, With that being said, that just sent wrestling to a tizzy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Punk fans, Roman fans, WWE fans, non-WWE fans, you know, it was a goddamn bra off, you goddamn, you know what I mean, like, but I feel like there's no money in Roman and Punk, 
Let's just let me let me be flat out honest. There's no money between Roman and Punk. Only within the smarks. You see what I'm saying? And realistically, how much money is in us? You know what I mean? So if Punk were to come back, I think Punk needs to come back for what? It has to be for what he wants to do, not to be kind of goaded into something. But I also do believe that since Punk is such an influential person in this generation of wrestling, that his comeback has to be meaningful. And I do know that Roman is the big dog and the big guy. I'm not saying that Roman isn't at the level of Punk to where it doesn't matter. I am saying that Punk isn't at the level of Roman where it would translate for it to matter, if that makes yeah. sense. I think we'll see Punk back somehow. I I, I do. Maybe we'll we never see it, but if he's still talking shit about wrestling and, 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 and watching the product and commenting, it's in his soul. Like, you know, so I do feel like at, at the end of the day, fuck the money, fuck the stands of, you know, being the rebellious dude. Come back, get a check, give us the match uh, uh, that we want to see. And it's not, it's not even about us. I feel like, I feel like you kind of want to do it too, punk. You know, like, this is where you, you know, you're, you're, you had a love for this. If not dead, clearly you talk on Twitter about wrestling all the time. Uh, and you were on WWE backstage. You were brought back in. You know, once you think you're out, they bring you back in. So it's no shame in it. And I think that there's a lot of money and a lot of business on the table with Punk coming back to have even a, a, a Seth Rollins match or a Rollins match. Um, so I'll, I'll be here for it, man. One, if he was head of Retribution, that would be perfect. One of the things that I semi-detest, um, and I, I probably that's a strong word, but I use detest rather than hate. You feel me? One of the things that I detest about Punk, and I'm going to throw in your fave, Bret Hart, as well, <laughs> is that they ha- they come from the same ilk, if that makes sense, right? This is a platform of working. Now, I get it. Your ability to work is a shoot. You feel me? Like, follow me with this. You know what I mean? Like, your ability to be able to work is a shoot, but ultimately, you're shooting to work. You know what I mean? You're not necessarily working to shoot. You know what I mean? And I feel like that Brett and CM Punk kind of get lost in that because I feel like they worked to shoot, right? CM Punk had one of the longest reigning WWE championship rings of all time. And it got undermined it because he felt like that he needed to main event a few pay-per-views. Uh-huh. My nigga. What? It's a fake title, you dumbass motherfucker. Like, I wrote for you to have this shit, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can easily take this shit off you, nigga. Take what I give you and go get it. You see what I'm saying? But he was shaking what they give him, but you know, the payday at WrestleMania that he was what he was talking about. And, it, and he thought he deserved it at the main event. Do know? he? So. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let's and this is where I'm saying it. This is what I mean. Hold on, this is what I mean. When you talking about business and logic, this is what I mean. Punk and Smarks rock Cena with the mainstream. You see what I'm saying? The main event that we're kind of, I think we're talking about here is WrestleMania 27 or 28, I believe it was. 27, I believe it was when we had Rock, I mean, Cena versus The Miz, I believe, was the pay-per-view that CM Punk got upset about. Or maybe it was the the, the Cena and Rock 
main I event that, that he and Undertaker should have main evented the WrestleMania that they were at. I think that would have. I, I listen. CM Punk ain't Batista. You see what I'm saying? When it was John Cena and Shawn Michaels and it was Batista and Undertaker, Undertaker and Batista was the fucking undercard. You know what they did? They went out and put on a fucking blazer that made John Cena and and Shawn Michaels go chase it. You see what I'm saying? They didn't bitch about it. They didn't fucking get in. They didn't fucking get in. When Batista left, and went on his fucking run with Marvel. Did he fucking harp on Triple H and Vince McMahon laughing him out the building saying that he would never be a fucking superstar? Or did he become a fucking billionaire and a billion dollar franchise and then decide to come back and like, yeah, I retire my own fucking merit? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Punk did not do that. Brett did not do that. And I feel like those two differences matter when you're talking about both, both of them. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. And you have a really, make a really good point when it comes to Punk and Brett that they uh, they work to shoot. Um, I I really do uh, understand their perspectives on the business, though. They just come from a different priority of stances. And it's not wrong, mm-hmm. but that's their vice because it is a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and the person who's in charge thinks it's a business. They don't think it's a work of, they don't, they're not work. they're not, Prioritizing the art form. Vince is Vince is never prioritizing the art form. Yeah. Once we go public, once niggas is buying fifty dollars, forty dollars a share, you know what I mean? Like once I got a fucking contact Directv and Time Warner and and dish about my pay per views and shit like that. Once I got to do a split and shit like that. One like it's no longer about going out and having a blank canvas and t- that's your job, bitch. That's not mine. You know what I mean? It's Punk's job to have Punk and Taker matter more than fucking Rock and Cena. But guess what you can't do? You can't matter more than Rock and Cena. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. And I didn't think that they should get that man, to be honest, to be fair. I, I think that Rock and Cena was the man that down that with, with with that being said, man, I do think like you know to book in what we talked about going forward, right? We we record on a Tuesday. We got Wednesday night coming up, which will be the preview to NXT 31, which we read the card off already. We got Friday, um, and and, and uh, at the end of the week, which will be um, a correlation of Clash of Champions, where we will finally get Roman Reigns to speak about the shit that he did. Um, last Sunday, um, wrestling's just good, man. I'm in a good spot, man. I, I, I feel good about it. I, you know, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy what I watch. Um, yeah. And we talked an hour and 20 minutes about things we liked, and we didn't speak about too much about things we didn't. We kept it real with a couple of things, but I feel like we did pretty good. Um, and wrestling's in this spot as long as you're looking at it from the right perspective. And, and especially if looking at it from the perspective of a fall wrestling, they tend to shift the bed a lot during the fall. And they're actually giving a good, giving a good 
go at it. You know, we're used to where we tend to see way too long out drawn out storylines, way too long out drawn out um, same same shit going on every single week with the same two people, and I think that they're they're switching things up at the right but, time. But to combat yeah. to 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 only combat that CT. Fall is also where we do see Vince kind of put his best foot forwards um, because he competes with Monday Night Football. So I, I, I also I, I think that he tries to compete. I think he fails. I'm not, I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. He he tries, but what I'm saying is, I will look at this. I will even honestly, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do my homework. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch the last two years that we've been doing the podcast together. I'm gonna go back and watch those Raws. I'm gonna watch and see what Vince gave us during football season to kind of prepare myself because I do feel like, like you say, it is a downtime but we are also in the midst of you know a pandemic but i do feel like that fall is a turnover place right so we are shifting gears we're shifting so you know when we let down from four to go back into one you know what i mean it's gonna be a downshift you know what i mean but i'm gonna go back and watch some of these falls because i do think that vince Picks it up for hell. Last week, last year, we had Sasha and Becky for Hell in the Cell. You know, the year before that, we had Becky and Charlotte for Hell in the Cell. We had Roman and Seth Rollins for Hell in the Cell. We have, you know, I mean, um, Rollins and Bray for Hell in the Cell. Um, so I think, you know, I think fall is where kind of they put their best foot forward because the fall, like we talk about for business, is the first, is the fourth quarter, but the first quarter of the new fiscal which would then launch niggas into the new calendar year and when we talk about wrestling this fall is to only kind of make niggas simmer for royal rumble season so i want to kind of see what they're doing for that yeah i i, I think that they're we're in a good place given it all all given all being said you know so uh shout out to wwe shout out to AEW, shout out to nxt all of them um what do you think about uh randy Mandy Rose 2.0, though. Oh, man, Randy, Mandy, Mandy, honestly, she was the highest spot for me. She was Trish Stratus 5.0, if we're being honest. Like, I think Mandy paying homage to Trish Stratus, doing the blonde bob, wearing the pink garb. Um, I think she has every avenue to be Trish Stratus. I think she has every avenue to be this generation's Trish Stratus. She can transform, I believe, her beauty, her will to kind of compete. Um, I believe her ability to kind of gradually get better uh, will uh, determine on who she works with. Uh, Monday, she was strapped with Dana Brooke um, as a tag team partner. I'm not really too fond of that. Um, I would have had Mandy kind of be a solo act, but I do also believe that they're building their tag team division, which will also probably ultimately lead to Mandy splitting by breaking up that tag team, so I'm along for the ride. Give Dana Brooke something to do. She's been in the back at catering for a long time, and she hasn't had anything to do or say unless unless it's like hey just get shit and I'll get slapped and beat up and then go home you know um, so I want to see her get some storyline get some moments <laughs> and uh, yes Mandy Rose looks fantastic uh, and hopefully she can become the first Mandy Rose but yeah she definitely has a, a, a resemblance and liking to the Hall of Fame or Trish Stratus so we'll see where this goes and sorry for uh, Otis losing his bag that happened wrong trust me oh <laughs> uh, man anything else we need to tackle that's it, man. It's been a great pod. 
Thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on all the media and socialness. RW Podcast One on YouTube. I read the Wrestling Podcast. Instagram read the Wrestling Podcast. And of course, if you listen to us on all the podcasts, then you're with us already. Where do you get us? All right. <laughs> Nigga, you petered out horribly, but I understand it. You were high coming into it, and we're an hour and a half into it. He was like, yo, listen, listen, just listen. Wherever you can listen, listen. You know, if you're listening right now, you know where you're getting us, so I can't, I'm not going to tell you. Something. I feel you. But you're listening on SoundCloud already, or tell so you. This is, uh, this, this, is, this is why we're reasonable wrestling, nigga. Like, yeah, it's like. You're listening right now, right? <laughs> you already know, nigga. Come back next week. <laughs> Yo, man, thank y'all for listening, man. Peace out. <laughs> Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Hi. My name is Adam Reichert, co-host of the Talk Eastern Europe podcast. I'm sure you have heard about the country of Belarus, which has been dominating international news headlines and the massive protests and violence that broke out there. To understand this country better, we have prepared a special documentary podcast series called The Story of Belarus, The Nation, Its History, and A New Hope. In this 10-episode documentary, we explore the country in greater detail. You can learn more by visiting www.neweasterneurope.eu slash Belarus or listen anywhere you find podcasts.